gripe I have with you is destroying Wawa. This! Who else is going to pay you this kind of money? And who else needs you that bad? The contracts are getting too out of control. Is The guy is such a loser. The Couch Guy Sports Podcast. He holds on to that ball. They have another play. They win the game. With Nick Qualia. At one point, you have to go, okay, this isn't working. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's Jared Scott. You guys have a terrible coach guys. and a terrible quarterback. You guys can all screw and figure out how to be a real organization. I can't even be mad. Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode number 123. Nick Qualia, Jared Scally, and producer Pat back for another week. 123rd episode. Jared, sup? What's up? Hopped on the uh, I hopped on the CBD train this week. Did I tell you that? Did you? Oh yeah, yeah you did. You sent me you sent me seventh cents. Have you yeah. did you actually get it yet? Or did Not you just order no. it? Wait, wait on it. I got a bump did... shoulder. I, I pitched for years. Yeah, no, I, I gotta <laughs> I gotta see if it works. I'm I'm on the train if it works. So we're gonna What did out. what did you get? Cream? I got like the cream stuff. Yeah, like the, the bomb cream. I'm 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 intrigued. Did Let's you not get it... gummies? One step at a time there, big boy. I need an athletic gotta, solution. I, I need an athletic solution before gummies. I need a recreational solution. It'll make you feel so good. This is for it's an athletic for, purpose. It's it's getting it's I but also if you're if you're stressed, just yep, pop yeah. your tummy. I, I'm working on this. I'm I'm finding an athletic solution first, and then I'll go for the recreational solution. The is that cream, fair? No, yeah, it's fine. The cream though is, dude, it's solid. Like it's I don't know. It's like I said last week, I think. It's disgusting that the NFL doesn't allow the players to use it. It's gross. Like This is something that actually would help, would benefit their players so much. And the fact that they don't allow them to use it is bananas. Bananas. I've watched an old lady put, on a, put it on her arthritis-riddled hands. And her fingers will open up. It sounds like like, it sounds like a blind man seeing again. It sounds like it, magic. Like, yes, it's like, it's like a Venus flytrap, but the opposite. They're opening. It's opening up. It's great. I'm all in. I'm intrigued. If it works, I'll praise it for life. You should try out the gummies too. Because even if you don't like, even like, because you you don't get high, you just get chilled out. That's all it is. You just get chilled out. I need my shoulder. I need my shoulder to chill the chill the fuck out. That's what I mean. Legitimately, if it's like a muscle thing, though, it's gonna help. It is a muscle thing. It is a muscle thing. Dude, it's huge. I screwed up my shoulder at the gym this week. Maybe I should. I I've got some. I haven't even put it on my shoulder. I didn't think about it. Because I usually just eat the cream for the effect. <laughs> eat the cream. I, I usually, yeah. I See usually, Nick in the corner just spoon feeding CBD lotion. I in usually the just get a spoon and I just I just shovel it in my mouth like vanilla yogurt. It's like I was about to say it's like ice cream or something. It's like vanilla That's yogurt. You can eat that'll work a lot better than CBD. <laughs> yeah, ice cream. Okay, pal. Just scoop it up. It's delicious. Put some whipped cream on it. You won't even know the difference. We should get a CBD sponsor. Let's start hitting people we'd up. Get, we'd kill it. We'd kill it. We should get one. That's easy. THC. THC sponsor. Come on. Guys. I will t- oh. To be fair, any, all CBD companies are mostly run by bros. I work in an e-commerce world in my day job. Yeah, Most absolutely. Of them are, they, anyone would totally do it. Yeah, because we get it. Yep. We get that this stuff is huge for the future. Yep. All right. You want to get on the weekly dump, baby? Not about CBD. Before, before we before we get into the weekly dump, I thought you guys went while we're talking sponsors. I tried to slide into uh, Plymouth Rock Mutual Assurance's DMs to sell ads. It didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Plymouth Rock. I, 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 don't, I think that's the wrong kind of DMs to slide. They follow us on Twitter. They follow. They do. Yeah. 
Plymouth Rocks up, baby. I tried, to, I, I tried to slide in. No response. You want some You want some local DMs from some three fine fellows? You already got one. Hit us up. Hit us, Hit us up. up. I don't go to your bank. I can. It's, it's, it's an insurance, insurance company. company. I don't have your insurance. Okay. Maybe I, I'm a homeowner. Nor, I'm a homeowner. Nor, nor do I go to your bank. But you don't have a bank. But if you did, I don't go to it at the moment. But maybe I would if you guys opened up a bank. All I'm saying is hit us up, guys. Hit us up. All right, weekly dump. This isn't this isn't looking good. <laughs> weekly dump. It happened. Fantasy owners who took the chance on him, it paid off. I was gonna take the chance on him, but he went second in the in my. Uh, wow. He went he went second, and I was a little surprised by that because I was gonna grab him, and then and I wasn't listening because I was like I'm just gonna say Ezekiel Elliott, and then. I heard his name. I was like, what the fuck? It paid off. Ezekiel Elliott becomes the league's highest paid running back at six years, $90 million with $50 million guaranteed, keeping him with the Cowboys through 2027. Okay. It was this not the most obvious thing in the world. You knew he was going to get paid. It's Jerry Jones. (laughs) Jerry Jones was not going to not have his star on the field to start the season. He tried so hard to leverage him. He was like, Oh, we expect Zeke to miss a couple of games here and there. Oh, we as long as we get Zeke back by the playoffs. No, Zeke, it's okay. Here's six years, 90 mil. We're good, right? Suck my ass, Jerry Jones. You gave him a six-year deal, 90 million, 50 million guaranteed. Oh, Oh, my. Never thought he was going to miss a game. You knew this was going to happen, and so did Zeke. Jerry Jones, if you weren't so, if you weren't so you, and maybe that, that leverage game would have worked. But everybody knows that you need your star on the field. You're not going to go into a season without Ezekiel Elliott, your number one superstar. Although Dak Prescott apparently thinks he deserves to get paid, which Dak, buddy, maybe you should be a better quarterback. Hey. But, but Zeke, you knew that he was not going to be held off of the roster or kept off of the roster. And he was going to get that contract. Speaking of NFL rosters, they were finalized, and there were some weird moves on the Patriots' side. Demarius Thomas was cut, but then he, as he was expected to, he was brought back after the team plays Nikhil Harry, their rookie first-round draft pick on IR, designated to return, though. Uh, they also cut backup quarterback Brian Hoyer, which caught some people off guard. It, it kind of caught me off guard. It didn't. Oh, I was expecting, wholly expecting it. Well— it kind of didn't, and it didn't, because I thought Jarrett Stidham through the preseason, because he looked so good, took his spot in the lineup, or took mm-hmm. his spot in the depth chart. But, I mean, I mean, Hoyer, I the best thing Hoyer brings to the table is being Brady's best friend. Like, that's the best thing that he brings. I mean, and to also, be fair, that's a big deal. It is a big deal. It is a big deal. I saw Chris Gasper write that he thinks that this is part of a Brian Hoyer was collateral damage in the tug of war between Brady and Belichick. I haven't read the full column yet, so I don't necessarily understand that, but I did see that headline. Uh, So Brian Hoyer gets cut. He then signed a three-year, $12 million deal with the Colts, so Andrew Luck essentially got Brian Hoyer paid. So Brian Hoyer sent a nice fruit basket to Andrew Luck. And with that, Jacoby Brissett landed a two-year, $30 million deal with $20 million guaranteed. I was talking to Pat before the show. When I read that number... I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Jacoby Brissett. I mean, nothing against the man. He's not that good. Not that good. Serviceable, I guess. I don't see him as a starting quarterback. But $20 million guaranteed? What? 
they clearly have no faith in them getting somebody else to do it. And no. <laughs> they want him to feel comfortable, I guess. And I don't know. I'm just spewing out bullshit because I really don't know why they paid him that much money. But look, Brian Hoyer's there now. So, hey. Yeah, but as the backup, I mean, $20 million guaranteed. I mean, hey, shout out to How much do you want to bet? How much do you want to bet Brian Hoyer's the starting quarterback by like week six? I see. I, I've got high hopes for Joe, Jacoby, though. I, I want Jacoby to be good. I just, I, I, we've seen enough of Brian Hoyer. Nobody needs to see Brian Hoyer starting football games anymore. No, he had his chances multiple speaking times. Of, speaking of guys who got overpaid, Jared Goff, Mr. No Touchdowns in the Super Bowl. The Rams signed him to a four-year extension worth $134 million with $110 million guaranteed at signing. They're paying their guy. Look, the 49ers They're paid Jimmy high. Garoppolo. Dude, the 49ers paid Jared- Jimmy Garoppolo an obscene amount of money. He's played like, what, a game and a half for them? Jimmy Garoppolo is slowly turning into one of the biggest busts in NFL history. <laughs> like, like, look, I'm not surprised. They were going to pay Goff because it's, quarterbacks have been hard to find this league for everybody. It makes sense. You, it's a lot of money. He's not worth it because any quarterback in, in the world can run Sean McVay's offense. Like, that's an easy offense to be successful in. So they might as well give half of that to McVay. But look, they got him to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he sucked. They still almost won the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you if did. you want to stick by yeah, mediocrity, no if you want to stick by mediocrity and your coach's offense, by all means, pay the man. That's just an insane deal. And I like, and I know like these people hold out, these players hold out, which I think is stupid. Sometimes I think it's stupid. Melvin Ingram, I understand his point because he's got a year left. But Zeke, I was all, I, my whole thing was Zeke. I mean, it, and it worked out for him in the end. But I was like, Zeke, you got two years left on your deal, bud. Like, give him like wait till at least you got one year left, and then. And then play your leverage card. But I mean, hey, I get it. I get. I guess I get it. Lonzo Ball on the Lighthearted Podcast admitted basically that the big baller brand ZO2s would fall apart on him during games, which is laugh out loud funny. Walls. <laughs> the big the big baller brand shoes were charging five hundred dollars a pair of shoes. And he wasn't, mind you, and he's not he, Zion Williams. Williamson. No, so, and uh, these things were falling apart. There were people who never got their shoes. Never. Never paid $500 up front, never got their shoes. Didn't get their money back either. LeVar Ball, straight up one of the biggest scam artists in the history, in the history of the world. And I was a big LeVar guy, but he straight up You must must have bought shoes. (laughs) I know. I'm surprised I didn't. Surprised I didn't. Antonio Brown continues his bitching by voicing his displeasure over Mike Mayock, finding him. For missing team activities. Oh, Antonio Brown, you don't think that you're going to get fined for missing team activities that you're that are mandatory? You dummy. He wrote on Instagram, everyone got to pay this, got to, oh, no. When your own team want to hate, but there's no stopping me now, devil is a lie. Everyone got to play this year, so we clear. I don't even understand what that means, but I know he's throwing shade at his own team. Is this guy not becoming the most insufferable human being on the face of the earth? He better ball. That's all I got to say. Hell, man. He better like, be the best receiver in the up. game this year, or he is an undervalued. He is an underappreciated, I guess, but he's a bust in for the Raiders if he doesn't perform like he, we know he can, because this yeah. is absolutely ridiculous. He's just, just shut up. That's all I'm asking. Like, just stop. You don't have to, you don't have to go after people. All the time. And when, where did this come from? The guy is a diva and a half. 
Like, I'm not, I hate Big Ben. I think he's a creep. I think he's, I mean, we all know about those allegations against him. I think that, did he, did he plead guilty to those where he was pinning a girl in the bathroom? Whatever yeah, the situation whatever. there is. No. I hate Big Ben. I hate Ben Roethlisberger. I think he's a scumbag. Antonio Brown, you're kind of making me sit on Ben Roethlisberger's side here. Like, you seem like you're the problem. And, and he's not a, he's not a bright dude. Like, remember when he was, what was it, Facebook Live or Instagram Live when he was, when he was streaming from inside the Steelers locker room after the game. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. The guy's a dummy. He's a shut up. And we saw pictures of him. Like he finally, like he finally picked his helmet. Like, Ooh, Hey, check it out. Antonio Brown picked his helmet. They posted a picture of it today on Instagram of him holding the helmet. I don't care about the helmet. I don't, I do not care what helmet Antonio Brown is wearing on his head. I never cared. It's a, such a stupid, fabricated story by him himself. The guy stinks. The guy just straight out sucks. <laughs> I hate this guy. I do. I'm so sick of hearing about Antonio Brown and his goddamn helmet. And now we're hearing about him bitching that he's being fined for missing mandatory team activities. Jesus Christ. Just stop it. Needs, he needs to walk into that door play his game like as much as we kind of shit on Le'Veon Bell last year we haven't heard from him right he's just he seems like the better of the two you no know, he's he's now fine he got his money he's he's playing for the Jets he got his money he's gonna show up on Sunday he's posting things about playing excited to get back to the game he's gonna be there Sunday week one and I don't have any doubt that he's gonna be fine he hasn't you haven't heard any locker issues with Le'Veon Bell motivated. he seems motivated to prove everyone wrong and like prove that the reason why he stood out for a reason like Le'Veon Bell now seems the better of the two, which is nuts. Because last year we were just sitting here crapping on Le'Veon Bell all year, going like, at least AB, like how you disrespect AB and your teammates, like blah, blah blah. I'll take Le'Veon Bell over Antonio Brown right now. Yeah. He seems driven, like he wants to, like he wants to shove it down the Steelers' throat, which I take a million times over Antonio Brown doing what Antonio Brown's been doing. Jesus Christ! All right, and last, Kevin Hart was involved in a nasty car accident where he was pulled from the passenger side of the car, where his friend veered off the road. Apparently, he's doing fine now. According to his wife, he's doing okay. But, I mean, if you saw... Did you see pictures of the car? No, I didn't see pictures of the car. The car is mangled. Like, the <laughs> roof is mangled. It's it's kind of surprising that... I mean, not to be morbid, that nobody died. Like, it, that car... <laughs> That's that a little morbid, okay. <laughs> All right, that was the weekly dump. Love you on Bell's better than AB. CBD. CBD, CBD, AB, Le'Veon Bell. Alice <laughs> <laughs> <right>. Car Galactica. <laughs> Let's roll into this topic here, Red Sox. So wow. I wanted to because I wanted to talk about this specifically because I think this is the last hoorah for this Red Sox team. So we record Wednesday, September fourth. They had an opportunity last night to gain a game on the wild card, four and a half games back. They had the chance to do it. They currently sit five and a half back. The Rays lost, and the Cleveland Indians lost. They have their opportunity. You get a Rick loss. You Porcello. get a loss. Everybody gets a loss. Rick Porcello had his own baseball shoved so far up his ass last night. Like always. Six earned runs. And there is the problem with this team this year. The starting pitching. And they did not get nearly the blame that they deserved. The best pitcher on the staff consistently all year has been Eduardo Rodriguez, who's pitching tonight. And the reason I wanted to talk about this tonight specifically 
is because my theory here with the Red Sox currently, and then we're gonna we're gonna talk about football too. Of course, obviously, season starts this weekend. The the problem is with this Red Sox schedule as it lies right now. Is these next? It was seven games last night. Now it's six. They could make or break your season. They could, if you do not play well in these next six games. I said that they needed to win five out of seven. You got to win five out of six now. If they don't win five out of six of these next games, Jared, season's over. Put Dude, it, the season, the season is the season is over. I don't There's understand. A, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm teetering on that edge, and I, I the season's just, been over for like a month. I don't understand. <laughs> This season's been over since July. That I mean, and, remember that terrible stretch we all complained about in like April? Yeah, that's when the season ended. No, no. you know, no, you know when the season actually ended though, legitimately, Christmas. when the Red Sox, when the Red Sox won those, was it three out of four when the Yankees came to town, or was it three? It was yeah, three out of four. Yeah, when they like smoked them. When they went, when they beat the Yankees three out of four, and they they gave us hope. I was at the first game when they won like nineteen to two, yeah. nineteen to three, smoked them. And then the next weekend, they go to New York and they get swept. Smoke. Yeah, no, that was it. That's, That's it. when the season ended. Because that, that series against the Yankees, when you won a lot, I was like, great. Oh, my God, they're figuring it out. Like, I don't even care if they get to the division. Like, this is this is doable. Like, they're going to be in the wild card hunt. They, they can, they're can they getting better. And then the Yankees just literally took them, took them by the necks, and then just pile drive them into the ground and said, you know what? We'll see you next year. We're going to go win a title. You're not going to make the playoffs. And you're right. That's like the most perfect time to say, you know what? I'm out. The season's over. Football's back this weekend, Nick. I don't know about you. The Yankees and the Patriots are Yankees Red Sox games on the exact same time as the Patriots game. Which one do you think? I, which one do you think I'm watching? And I'm a baseball guy. <laughs> oh my God! I'm not. Look, I mean, Sunday Night Baseball with Alex Rodriguez and uh, that the Jessica. I don't even want to know Jessica her. Man, Jessica Mendicca. <laughs> yeah. Or. Sunday Night Football, Patriots, and a banner. Like, that, to me, it's 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 one or the other. And I, with the way this Red Sox team has been, Nick, it's been so bad. Because when you watch the way this team has played, I think, it to me anyway, it appears that they don't care as much anymore. And obviously, with the Mookie Betts situation, you know, I, I look at this team, and you, I think the Red Sox have stopped caring. I think the Red Sox know they're out of it. I think the Red Sox, the passion's gone. Um, Mookie has made comments, obviously, this year, like, you know, know, I want to be here. I never said that, like, blah, 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 like, all this stuff to try to deflect it. But this team's done. Like, except for maybe Xander and Rafael Devers, because for some reason those two are still smoking the crap out of the ball. This team's done. They're they're, they're in the offseason. They know they're not making the playoffs. from this team, though, at all this year? I I haven't the entire season, to be 100% honest. I haven't stayed finished. And I honestly, this is that is what I put on Alex Cora for this year. I don't think he's done a terrible job managing what he's had this year. Starting pitching has obviously been the issue for the majority of the year. The bullpen's starting to figure itself out. It has been for a little bit now. When Chris Sale's getting his doors blown off every start, yeah, that's that when you know starting pitching is a, is is a big negative on your team. But I also think that part of this team's issues were motivation from the start and who is the one to get you up for the season? It's your manager. And when you're coming out of a World Series championship, you need someone to be like, guys, that's in the past. We need to win this year. We have a really good chance to repeat. If you guys want to do that, you have to be locked in from day one of spring training. We didn't see a starting pitcher who was going to be meaningful in the regular season until like the next to last week of spring training. Right then and there, that was a terrible sign. 
terrible. Of sign. course you have to blame this on Alex Cora. It's it's Alex Cora played this, and and I'm not saying the entire season because because the team has to play better. Obviously, well, I blame team, like thirty percent on Alex Cora. I, I I blame a good chunk of this on Alex Cora. I play I blame the attitudes fully on Alex Cora because you 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 in spring training, they're talking. He says something along the lines of. You guys like what you saw last year? Wait till this year. No, that's not how it works, Alex. You have to turn the page. Cora, you have to turn the page on this on your championship season. The Patriots do it every year, and the Patriots are the greatest sports dynasty to ever play the game. Yankees, go screw. It's the Patriots and Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. The greatest, the greatest dynasty of all time. They turn the page every year. You don't even hear them talk about last year. They specifically go out of their way to say that was last year. We're dealing with this year. Even on even on like the when they win the Super Bowls, like these parades, like where they do rallies, do interviews, they're like, well, you know what? Like this is great. We're gonna celebrate this one, but we're already, we're already excited for next year. Yeah, we're already on to next season. Like when they get in the rings at the ceremony, they're like, yeah, this is great. Like, woo, we got six, we got whatever. It's like, yeah, you know, we're excited, but you know, we have a goal to be. We're we're gonna come back, get with Dak to work, and and we're ready to go for next year. We're last year was last year. Last year was last year. That's what you should be saying. Last year was last year. Not the same team. Not the same year. You just went from the most winningest, one of the winningest baseball franchises of all times. In, in Red Sox history, it was the best team in history. And now you're not even going to make the playoffs. Which is embarrassing. Not okay. The team, the team fully anticipated on coming back into this season with the same roster. Essentially the same roster. A roster, by the way, because people now now it's funny because at the start of the season when you had these conversations with people, they were like, it's the same roster. They're going to be just fine. Now when you're having conversations with these people, well, oh, they're missing a closer. Yeah, they've been missing a closer since spring training, guys. This is what we expected. Oh, they're missing an eighth inning man. Yeah, this is what we expected because they, they didn't, didn't have that. They didn't have one last year either, to be yeah. fair. I mean, like, in the playoffs. No, I'm saying like the reason why they won last year is because their starters were so good. And their starters got them through games late in the playoffs. This year, the starters sucked, and everything else was kind of the same. <laughs> and and you didn't have I mean you the the biggest surprise and the best thing that's came out of this season I think is Josh Taylor. Aside from Raphael Devers and Xander Bogart's explosion this year, Raphael Devers especially, but Josh Taylor, the guy has been he's been he's been the the Ryan Brazier of the 2019 season. And speaking of Ryan Brazier. That's another guy. They, a lot of fans relied on him and were relying on him to come into the season and be the closer. I thought he was going to be the closer this year, and I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say that I wasn't part of that group who thought he could do it again. But then you have to come back down to earth and remember, Jared, this guy was playing not just playing Japanese baseball. He was in the minor league system in Jap in Japan, the minor league system. He wasn't even good in Japan. The Red Sox gave him a chance last year. He was a flash in the pan. Now he sucks. Gave up six runs the other night. The, the, the poor bullpen. The poor bullpen. They go, they because the starters suck. So the bullpen just has like nine guys going tonight. And it's zero earned runs, zero earned runs, zero earned runs, zero earned runs, zero earned runs. <laughs> Ryan Brazier, six. Then zero earned runs. I mean, the guy has been pissed poor. The guy's just been pissed. You're 2019 Red Sox closer, Ryan Brazier. It's been so Ryan Brazzers. Ryan Brazzers. <laughs> it's been bad. The whole season has just been bad. And again, you got to start it off with Alex Cora. And this this entire conversation 
start. And by no means am I saying Alex Cora is a bad manager. I think that this team will bounce back again next year because, I mean, hey, they have to make some moves over the offseason. They got to strengthen that bullpen. If, if Dave Dombrowski manages to keep his job, mm. focus on the bullpen, Dave. I know you've never been able to build a competent bullpen. You got lucky as hell in 2018. But this is a message to you. Build a goddamn bullpen. That's all I'm asking. Just do it. But he doesn't, know how, to, but he doesn't know how to do that. Like, Just get good guys. That's it. That's but, all I'm asking. But you, you know he doesn't know how to do that. Get guys who have had success. I mean, now you're right. Because remember the 2013 Dyers. That was Dave Dabrowski's team. They were, and I, I say this all the time, the 2013 Red Sox never, ever, ever should have won that ALCS. Oh, God, no. They only won because of Ortiz. Like, there's, the Tigers were such a better team. It wasn't even funny. The Tigers, people forget, the Tigers in 2013 were a fucking wagon. Remember that starting pitching rotation? Oh, they were. Ooh. Anibal mm. Sanchez when he was good. Justin Verlander. Max Scherzer. That was a horse of a rotation. And you, and you had Rick Porcello have an okay year as your, like, fourth starter. Yes, and you did have Rick Porcello, too. He had a good year that year, didn't he? Uh, he? Like, there was a reason why they wanted him. Like, he was good that year. And there are, and, and, and some of this even comes back to Rick Porcello, and he said last night in, in his postgame comments that he's embarrassed about his performance again all, after last all night. Year. It's been all year, though. It's, like, he's, it's had a, he's had a disgusting year. year. It's been all year. Disgusting. But year. they have no other option. That's the problem. No, they don't. They have no way to take him out of the rotation, nowhere to put him. They're putting him out there, and I think they're really not trying anything because I think they also they know the season's over. It's football season, baby. And it's it's amazing. And you know what? And and I hate admitting this, but every every time a team wins a championship, except for the Patriots, I don't, don't feel like this for the Patriots, but with the Red Sox, I've noticed especially when they win a World Series, the next season, I'm never like as into it. I guess, because I'm like, ah, okay, they won a World Series. They're probably not going to do it again this year. But, I mean, maybe if these guys gave me anything, even if they weren't 15 games back in the AL East. The only reason why we're so into it, the Patriots, is because we legitimately know that they're going to run through the league and have a chance to win every year until Brady yeah. retires. That's the only reason why we're so into it every year, because at this point, it's a F you, everybody. We want to watch you guys get destroyed by Tom like you do every year. Um, it's basically that us against the league mentality. We like to watch so much because we know they're going to win, and it just fuels us to be the best fans possible. And we also know that they're actually doing the right thing for the team. There's a reason why they've been so good for so long. So they've got the Red Sox have three games left against Minnesota, uh, one tonight. So by the time this comes out on Thursday, uh, we're going to know the result of that. But And then they also have a four-game set. No, they've got two games left of the Twins. They have a four-game set with the Yankees this weekend. So, I mean, Jared, they don't take five or six. Like, the season's legitimately, it's it's actually done. It's not over an hour minds, but you're not bouncing back after that. Like, these these two series are huge, are massive. And you still, and, and you might not even make that. If you win five out of six, you still don't move the needle that much. Like, you still might not even be there. Yeah. Well, no, it's it just just to stay in it. And this, I wrote about this for CLNS last night. Just to stay in the race, just to put up a fight. Because you have you, to win you could arguably, you could win five out of six and not gain any ground. Yes. Because the, the A's and the Rays are playing joke teams this week. Yes. So you could arguably win five out of six, just have to keep up. 
It's nuts. I, I counted last night. So they play the Yankees, like I said, the last four games of the year, they play 19 times a year. Right, it's 19, right? They play the Yankees a year? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Um, you know how many times the Red Sox have beaten the Yankees this year? They've played 15 games. Three? Four? Four. The Yankees have beaten the Red Sox 11 times. So gross. It's embarrassing. If the Red Sox... If the Red Sox lose three of four against the Yankees this weekend, which the guy, I mean, let's be honest, it's a very high possibility. Very strong you want, possibility. You want your starting pitching going up against that lineup? No, I don't. Who the, the starting pitching right now is Nathan Ovaldi, who pitches like an inning and a half. David Price, who pitched three innings the other night. Rick Porcello, who gives up 29 runs a night. And then Erod, the only guy that I'm like, okay, well, hey, maybe, maybe this is going to be a quality start here. The only guy. And then yeah. Chris Sale. Notice, notice quality start. Not even yeah. great start. Just just a quality start. That's all we need. That's, that's the only fine. yeah, exactly. That's the only guy that I'm expecting out of this. Nuts. It's it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. So if they lose three and four this weekend to the Yankees, first I mean, like, again, they're out of the wildcard race. I think they're done. And and you lost, you won five times against the Yankees this year. They beat you 14. And that's if you get a win this weekend. That's not even guaranteed that you get a win this weekend. Tony, Sunday night baseball, they're going to majestically win alongside the Patriots at the same time. That's not true. They're going to get swept this weekend, but hey. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Patriots, let's roll into Patriots. But, buddy, we got, we got an ad read. Buddy. We got an ad read to take care of. Let me ask you a question. Jared, yeah. my man. Yeah, yeah my guy. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or would you keep walking? I'd pick it up. You'd pick it up, but then you'd bring it to the police station, potentially, if you're a good Samaritan. But not us. Not, not us. No, we're taking it. We're taking so, it. So here's the, if you would pick it up, why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? Answer that, Jared. I don't know. That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast. It's easy. And they pay when you win. Let's face it. Where you're betting is just as important as what you're betting on and who you're betting on. Look, guys, I wouldn't be telling you that you guys to bet with them if they weren't solid, if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you guys know that you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, hedge it, baby. You can always take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. It's my favorite thing to do. I love parlaying. Risk because and reward just, it, baby. Let's go. You, you get so excited when you look at those numbers and you you bet a little bit of money. And then all of a sudden, if you if you hit all four of these things you're betting on, the amount of money that you get out of it is insane. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year. Join now and my bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code COUCH. Again, use promo code COUCH to activate the offer. C-O-U-C-H. That promo code is COUCH. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie, again, promo code COUCH to activate the offer. All right, football season. The Patriots, baby. Mm. Football's back. Mm. Which, let me say, I, I'm a, I, I like summer. I appreciate summer. But just having fallback is great because every Sunday I like I know what I'm doing on Sundays now. My buddy asked me to help him move next weekend. Nope. I no. I said sure. 
but I'm getting home before 12. I'll help you in the morning. You can use my truck. Worst thing about having a truck, everybody's yeah. like, oh, can you help me move? Oh, can you help me move my mattress? Yeah, sure, I guess I'll help you move your mattress because I'm a quality guy, just like a guy who returns that $100 if I go to the police, if I find $100 on the street just because I'm a good Samaritan. Football's back. Football's back. The Patriots are back. Mm. So we went over when the schedule came out what we thought the Patriots would do against every uh, every team. They dropped banner six against the Steelers this Sunday night on Sunday Night Football. The Super Bowl champions for the first time in maybe ever, or maybe since they started doing Thursday Night Football, they don't open up on Thursday, the they've Super Bowl it, champions. They've done, they've done it before. I don't remember which year it was, but they ha- this isn't the first time it's happened. Special occasion I don't, is the hundred, NFL's 100th season. NFL's hundredth season, the the two of the original teams, the Packers versus the Bears, one of the one of the long time rivalries of the NFL, a very historic rivalry, which is going to be a good game. I think I, I have the Bears defense of fantasy football, baby. Let's rock Aaron Rodgers' world this weekend or this Thursday. But the Patriots, after taking a look at their roster, Jared, Nicholas. this team, and look look at looking at their schedule because let's be honest, their schedule is. Easy. Easy in the NFL again this year. Let's go. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And a lot of that's because they got six games against the Dolphins. I'll say, I'll say people who shit on everybody were like, oh, the Patriots keep getting the easiest schedule. Yeah, because look at the division. The division, it's the tomato can division. And, and no matter how much you shit on Dan Shaughnessy, I mean, look, I'm a fan of Dan Shaughnessy just because I, I appreciate the troll job. I don't understand people who get so worked up over people's opinions about sports on Twitter. Like Dan Shaughnessy knows what he's doing. He's poking you. And then you're like, oh, this guy's a freaking idiot. Dan Shaughnessy, how could you say that? That's the Dan Shaughnessy. You're giving Dan Shaughnessy the exact Dan reaction. Dan Shaughnessy, how dare you he... say that about Tom Brady? Well, he said it, and you're listening. So The, the tomato can division, it's real. But they also, you know, they've got some other, they've got some legitimate opponents this year. The Cleveland Browns, I think, are going to be I'm a legitimate so, that'll, that'll be a fun game. I'm going to be at that game this year. Um, The Kansas City Chiefs. Steelers get once. It's going to be a really good game. The Steelers week one going to be a pretty good game. I don't think the Steelers are as good now that they lost Antonio Brown, but they'll still be good. The Steelers defense actually is underrated. People don't talk about the Steelers defense enough. It's a very solid defense. They had the last year. They led the league in sacks with 56. And they just re-signed Joe Hayden to a little bit of a contract extension. Joe Hayden, who I wanted the Patriots to go get Joe Hayden. Stephon Gilmore is doing okay. So. Although Stephon Gilmore is rated the number one cornerback in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. Or Pro how's, Football Mal- how's, Malcolm, how's Malcolm Butler doing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, so Bill, why didn't you pay, pay Stephon Gilmore? Why, did why you didn't you pay Malcolm play Butler? Butler? Super Bowl and then pay him. Ah! Stephon Gilmore is the best cornerback in the NFL. So just looking at the season here, one question that I have from the season uh, is the receiving core. So my question really just goes back to, is this a good receiving core or is it a bad receiving core? Because I've seen a lot of people on Twitter chirp this receiving core and say that it's not that good. I've had a lot of people say that it's a great receiving core. I think you're one of those people who thinks that this is a really good receiving core. Yeah. Duh. Why? And I'll let you go first. Okay. And I I put in, I don't say an asterisk, but it's just a, the Josh Gordon thing still freaks me out. Like, I think I'm always going to have a spot here where until I can get through a 16-game season with Josh Gordon on the field for all 16 of them, that's going to be a concern. But the way it's constructed right now, Julian Edelman, no worries there. Josh Gordon, physically able to perform in and off the football field. 
Demarius Thomas looks explosive, and when he doesn't have to be the number one, they can get him a spot. He moved. He moved a lot better on that Achilles than I thought he was gonna. Moved really well. Wasn't as explosive as he usually is, but again, coming off an Achilles, did fumble, which is did fumble, which is very Demarius Thomas like. Got butter hands. Expect expect it. He's a softy. Myers is gonna be fine. He's gonna be a good addition, and Dorsett, who I think people are really forgetting about. Because Philip Dorsett, that's always been underwhelming. Dorsett, uh, yeah, but look Dorsett's what he did when Dorsett's what you get. He's just there. Look, oh, okay, Mr. Rhyme, Mr. Mr. Rhyme guy here. Look, Dorsett, look what he did when, when Josh Gordon went out last year. He took those spots. Josh, he'll be fine, and now he's gonna be the guy. Like this first Stephen core is gonna be really good because I have faith in Edelman to be the guy. Of course, I think Josh Gordon is gonna be Brady's go-to. This it could be a Randy Moss type year. And then you have Demarius Thomas coming back. I think people are under, really underestimating what Demarius Thomas can do. I expect him to go back to what he was pre-Achilles um, when he was dominating the league. Okay, see, but there's the difference, though, and I think it's just the way that both of us think. Because I like to, with with sports, I tend to look at things more on the more on the why this won't work side, and I think that to me outweighs why this receiving core could be good. And the the thing is, okay, so the the word right there is could be good. The phrase with theirs could be good. The thing is with this team is the receiving core is there's a ceiling and the ceiling is extremely high. In 2015, if you built a, if you built a team on Madden, if you built a fantasy football team, you could just, you could just select your receivers at will. This would be the team you pick. If that was the year Josh Gordon was playing, I lose track of when Josh Gordon actually played. But if you could pick a team, everybody's playing, everybody's healthy. You're going to pick a team with Julian Edelman, Demarius Thomas, and Josh Gordon. Like, that's a badass team in 2015. <laughs> We're sitting in a year now where there's so many question marks with these guys. And there's a chance that they're really good, like you say. Like, there's a chance that they're going to be one of the league's best receiving cores in the, in the NFL. One of the best, if not the best, if they hit that ceiling. But there's so many question marks that I am afraid to be like, oh, this, this receiving core is going to be badass. The names excite you. But Josh Gordon, the talent excites you. Josh Gordon no, excites you. Josh Gordon's a really good receiver. He just can't stay on yes, the field. Of course he is. He's, an, he's, so, one of the best, he's one of the most naturally talented athletes I've ever saying. seen in my so life. Like right now, week one, he's on the field. You t- you give him for what you have him for. I'm you, talking you don't about make him season, you, But you don't make him unsuccessful for something he hasn't done yet. Like no, but it's just the, it's just the expectation that you have at this point because he doesn't play full seasons. Okay. He gets suspended all the time. But right now. I'm going under the impression that he's in a really good spot. He's in an organ. He's in probably the one organization in this league that can actually support him. Yeah, we said that last year too. Okay, but I think he did something before he even came here. So he's in a right spot. I'm going under the impression that he's playing until he's not. So for while he's playing, this receiving core is phenomenal. Okay, but it's a question mark. It's a question mark regardless because you don't know what, how far into the season he's going to play. Okay, well, then Julian Edelman's a question mark too because he's old. Okay. No, but he's not. But he generally stays healthy aside from the broken thumb issue right now and the torn Achilles. But he generally he has shown that he is that he is durable enough to play in games. He's not Danny Amendola. He's not made of glass. Julian Edelman plays every week for the most part. Don't Josh talk Gordon, bad about playoff Amendola. Come on. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, but if he gets sniffed, he breaks an ankle or he sprains an ankle or he pulls something. Uh, Josh Gordon, again, you don't know how long he's going to play. Demarius Thomas, Achilles injuries are underrated. Achilles injuries are one of those things that can really ruin your career. So I just want to see how he plays at full speed, not against threes and fours like he did in preseason game four. I want to see him play up against the NFL's best, and the Steelers are going to give him that this weekend. 
I don't expect but, them to be good off the bat, Nick. Like, I'm not sitting here saying week the first four weeks of the season they're gonna go four and zero and be like point differential, like insanity. Like, I know. I'm, not, I'm just, but I'm just telling you why I don't, why I can't buy in on this receiving core yet. Philip Dorsett, like I said, he's just stagnant. He's just there. He's one of the most I'm just there receivers there have ever been. And he's when he makes plays, he makes plays. That catch he made in the AFC Championship game last year, great. He's awesome. He's good. I like that he's there. Tom Brady clearly likes him. And then Jacoby Myers, I'm excited for, just like everybody else is who watched him over 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 preseason, over training camp. Oh, I'm excited to watch him play. See, he's the one I'm concerned about because he couldn't get on the same damn page as Brady. That, because the one game that he played with Brady, it didn't look that great. And and he's he's undrafted. He's an undrafted free agent signing. Like you don't know how this guy is gonna see, do once the bright once the bright lights actually turn on. Part of me thinks they kept him because Bill wants Stidham to have a guy when he takes over. Like the Stidham so much speculation again about Brady. But come on, the Stidham and Myers relationship and just that like duo in preseason was so good. As soon as Brady came out of that game and Stidham went in, Myers all of a sudden got like every ball and was catching everything. Like the relationship there is already there, and you know Bill's probably like, well, let's keep a guy for Stidham. Because he's going to be here eventually. So we're going to keep Myers. He looked good. Brady, figure it out. You're not going to be here much longer. Figure it out. And then Nikhil Harry. I'm interested to know what's going to happen with Nikhil Harry when he comes back. Because he's designated to return. He's placed on IR. It's an ankle injury, right? Yeah, it's that same ankle injury. It's an ankle injury. Well, I expected it to be a hamstring because that's what he ended up pulling before. I think it. I think it. I think this is an ankle thing. I do, too. I mean, he's, he's eligible to come back after week six. So for week seven, right? So... I'm leaning towards they did this because they could bring back Demarius Thomas and were able to do that. I think if Demarius Thomas wasn't looking good and they didn't have anyone, I, I honestly think Nikhil Harry might have played through it. But I think the IRston is a luxury because they feel like they can get through the first six weeks. And he missed he missed so much training camp, too, that you almost don't want to roll him out there right away. Yeah. Now, something with this Patriots offense that I think is uh, the defense. I think we both agree. I think is going to be badass. It's going to be a very strong defense. To be fair, if you win the Super Bowl this year, it's because of the defense. Yes. But so the offense, I was going to say this with my with my reservations that I have with the receiving core. I think a lot of this offensive success is going to come from establishing that running game because you have a very talented backfield. Some people are picking Sonny Michelle to lead the AFC in rushing yards. People think Sony Michelle. Too. People think Sony Michelle is going to have a great season. So if you can establish the run and you can make defenses now have to worry about the run game on top of for years it's been okay. The the defenses have to be like, okay, what's Tom Brady gonna do here? Yep. Now this year it can be if you establish it right, okay, guys, we have to make sure that the run doesn't get going and we have to watch Tom Brady throw the ball. And that's it's, that's cool. Hmm. Hmm. They're becoming, a, <laughs> they're becoming a legitimate two-dimension defense. I mean, offense, which, it's, again, with my reservations that I have with the receiving core, could be huge for the success of this offense. I mean, look, let's just let's give our preseason predictions now. Show's winding down. I think this team has a chance to go fourteen and two. Yeah, no, I, I think thirteen and three, fourteen and two are like easy go-tos for me like this, that, that's... Team's, this team's better than they were last year and if you well, had Gronk which I still think he's coming back if you had Gronk damn 
This team is very much poised to be the number one seed by far, 13 and 3, 14 and 2. And if they are the number one seed, they're going back to the Super Bowl, in my eyes. Like this team is built. The defense is has a, is a massive strength this year. Their corners are better. Their their front seven is much better. I think Jamie Collins is primed to have a year. Um, this team is built to win now again, and they're better than they were last year. Last year they shouldn't have won, Nick. We've been saying this over and over again. They were <laughs> they not. were they were eleven and five. They did not have a good team, and they lucked out and got to the Super Bowl. And then they figured out how to stop the mediocre Jared Goff after and after the Miami Miracle game. I was like, all right, this team's not doing. This team's done. This team's done. And this year now it's a uh, oh well. Let's, now we have a team put together. We actually should win this year. Now they will. I I think back to back is more realistic this year than it was the last time they had an opportunity to do it. Hey, we're not going to talk about Super Bowls and playoffs either because we're going to talk about that as we get closer to once we start watching this game. Or watching so, week, this so week four, we'll start talking about it? We... Yeah, I guess. Football's back, baby. Let's have it. All right, you want to wrap up the show? Want to wrap up the show? Let's wrap up the show. Couch Guys Sports Podcast, episode number 123 in the books. Nick Qualia, Jared Scally, and producer Patty P. Shout out to, once again to my bookie this week's sponsors my bookie promo code couch to get that bonus nick qualia jared scally pat schofield couch guys sports podcast episode 123 guys rate and subscribe on itunes it would be a huge help we will talk to you next week after week one of the nfl season concludes again nick qualia pat schofield jared scally we'll talk to you next week thanks for listening